Let us bow our heads. Our dear Gracious Father, again, uh, we come before you and say thank you for being so amazing and thank you for blessing us. As so many people uh, can't uh, give that testimony now, uh, but you've given us the opportunity to say thank you. So, Lord, we appreciate you so much. And we ask you to continue to uh, do what you do best, that is, give us life and love. And so, Lord, we appreciate that so much. And Lord, I'm asking you to touch our hearts. Lord, give us a heart like you uh, so we can love like you and care like you. Uh, you're so amazing, and we want people to see uh, your glory. So thank you uh, for downloading your spirit inside of each one of us. And Lord, we ask you to give us the will and the desire to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. I want to say welcome to all the first-time guests. I appreciate you uh, taking time to come be with us in service today. And I'm just so honored. And I keep telling Tracy, uh, she don't believe it. Uh, she always want to memorize the thing. And uh, when the words are right in front of you. The, and the problem, she's, she don't realize she's in the fourth quarter of her life. And when you get in the fourth quarter, you don't remember like you used to remember. Right? And there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, amen. amen. I am excited again today uh, about the message. Uh, but I, 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 uh, I'm so moved because um, what God is doing in my life. Uh, I called Derek the other day and I told Derek, uh, it was probably for the first time in my ministry that I just felt so overloaded. Uh, there was so many things that happened in these past couple weeks, and so many people had dropped dead, I mean, just dropped dead, and then I was connected to them, and that energy was affecting me, uh, and it was kind of like, and I didn't understand it, I was sitting there, and I was doing my meditations and everything, and it was just draining me, and I got in the car, and I was riding, and I called Derek, and I almost had tears in my eyes, the, the burden was just so heavy, and so I went to the art craft show in Ross Park, and I told him, Derek, I said, man, it was so nice. Uh, to be out there because I didn't know anybody. Um, a few people knew me, but nobody really knew me. So I didn't stop because everywhere I go, you know, I, I'm s everybody like, hey, Pastor Duran, hey, Coach Duran, hey, you know, so, I, so energy is always pulling on me all the time. And those deaths just did something to me, right? And I def they don't usually bother me, but that and things people are going through that's is just so heavy. And uh, the guy said, I built you for this. Right, and I'm like, oh, I, I got this. I can, I can work with that. Uh, but I do know uh, Camilla came into my office this morning, and she was chewing me out, and uh, and uh, she was fussing at me. And I knew her and Derek had a conversation, and she said, I want to know your schedule. So when when Camilla started taking over my schedule, I know I'm in trouble. Right? She said, I want to know your schedule. Uh, we need to clear it. We need to clear it now. So whatever you got going on uh, after the funeral, erase it. You got to get out of here. So I'm, I'm going to try to get out of here Tuesday and be gone for the entire week. And, uh, I want everybody to, uh, uh, I need, uh, I need uh, uh, Tiara uh, Burley to please stand. Would you stand for me, Tiara? Uh, everybody turn around and look so y'all know what she looked like. That's my new office administrator. Amen. <laughs> Sister Duran is uh, working with her. Sister Duran is shifting, and she's moving over 
into the kingdom um, center. So we have a, uh, we now we now have a center uh, that's a 501c3. Uh, it's called the the kingdom center. And so Idina was shift over, and she started doing things more than nonprofit piece like that. And then uh, I got TR. She's gonna be my office administrator. So if you need me to do anything or whatever, you need. Please, 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 please don't ask me on Sunday morning because uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to give you a hug and a smile, and tomorrow I'm going to forget. Right? And, then it's, and, the, and the thing is, it's personal to you all because you're talking to the pastor, and you say he says, so you may be expecting my call. And then I mean well, but I got so many things going on, I just forget. Right? So you want to get in touch with Tiara as fast as you can and just give her a note and say, I need to see pastor, have him give me a call or whatever, and she is really, 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 really good. And so she has jotted down, you know, she called me this weekend, like, I want you to know you have this on Saturday, this on Saturday, and this going, you got, and this going on Monday, and this, and she, she just gave my whole schedule. I'm like, okay, I got you. I'm going to do right. I promise you. So y'all pray for your pastor. Amen. But I'm excited. Listen, the, the thing is, uh, whenever the word of God is just so powerful and it does so many wonderful things, and so when God, uh, I get so energized uh, when I come and I see you all. It's like a burst of energy comes into my body, right? And, uh, and I love you all. That's the only time uh, of the day because I'm in pain 24 hours a day, right, except on Sunday mornings from the time 11 o'clock until I'm done preaching. I don't, have a pa- I don't feel a pain. I'm like one zero, zero. From 11 o'clock to 12.30, I don't feel nothing. I don't have no pain. At 12.31. The minute I say you guys have a wonderful day, it comes right back. It really, that's the truth, y'all. I'm not making this up. It does. So, and it's just crazy. But, uh, but I'm good with that. So I, I learned how to move with it. But listen to me, man. God is so good to us, and he does so many wonderful things, and he blesses us so much. I want you guys to know, man, who you are, right? And so and understand your assignment, right? So we have a major assignment, Brad, and our assignment is to really represent God. And so the thing is, uh, what, when, when we're obedient when we're obedient, um, it's a gift to God, all right? And, and what God wants from us, he wants us to be obedient and tell people who he is, right? And when we're telling people who he is and how great and how magnificent he is and how he can work in their life, uh, then God comes alive, right? Because most people don't really know him. They only know him, man, through your love, right? They only know him through your love. They, they, a lot of people don't know him. They don't have no relationship with God. They don't understand about who Jesus is. They don't, and, they, and they really don't really care. Uh, they just move it around in life. But when you introduce him to them through your love, not through your scriptorial knowledge, but through your love, when you do that, and you become obedient to God. And so what he wanted, uh, he wanted us to always love and care for people. He said, people is, I'm in the people business. That's why when he called Peter, and he was telling Peter, he said, listen, Peter, I need you to feed my sheep. And then Peter said, well, he said, I said, feed my sheep, Peter. He said, I said, feed my sheep. Forget all the other stuff, Peter. I don't need you to go acting a fool, clowning, doing all this, trying to straighten everybody out. You just feed my sheep. You give them what I give you, and it's going to be, everything going to be laced with love, right? And that's so important. So the, the, the greatest thing uh, is obedience, right? Right in the center of obedience, uh, and I saw this story, and I thought it was perfect. And so and then it had died. So I think in order for us to really be obedient to God, we have to die to ourselves, right? And some of us have been raised in certain communities and all this, but God is amazing because he downloaded him in you. You just need the Wi-Fi connection. 
once you get that, uh, that, that link or you get that connection, man, you're somebody. And sometimes we miss it and we try to we do different things, man. We get, you know, you try to get your phone, you can't get a connection, and you're holding your phone up, you know, and all this kind of stuff. The reason why you do that is because you need a connection, man. And when your Wi-Fi go out, you feel like your world is in it. Some of you all can't even drive your car. I was going to buy me a, 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 a one of those electric cars. Uh, um, and the thing was, uh, until a friend told me, he says, man, I was driving once and my computer went out. He said, when my computer went out and I was driving, I had no idea where I was going. Right? No idea. Because the whole thing was ran with a computer. You got a computer screen. Uh, it's the Tesla. And the computer screen is right there. But our life is like that. Our life is so connected. Right? And when we're disconnected from God, we end up being disconnected from people. And people would know it, man, by your energy. Right? They'll know you disconnected. And so when you connect with God, and I want these young people to hear this, man, because so much stuff is coming uh, at you, and things going to be coming from every direction, and it's going to be trying to pull you in ways you don't want to go. And the reason why it's doing that because it don't want you to be connected, man, to the Wi-Fi. It doesn't want you to be connected with your power source, right? And your power source, the thing that gives you life, the thing that makes me go is my relationship with God. So when I'm in my lowest and, and things like it's just so, and I very have it. Very rarely have issues, right? But he always does things. I was the other day. I had a bad experience, man. I was talking to my son AJ, and I was looking him in the eye, having a conversation, and he collapsed right in front of my eyes. Right, just collapsed. Boom. He's like, Dad, we talking. I said, Yeah, man, you need to get some tea. And he like, Bam! It just hit the floor. Right, and I called my wife, screaming, "Hollering, Aldina, come on, what's going on? We got to get him to emergency." What's so it happened? And then I, I was just thinking, man, just one thing after another thing after another thing. And the thing that helped me through it was immediately, man, my connection was doomed, right? And because I connected with God, he calmed me down instantly, right? And said, I got this. Uh, don't worry, I got this here. Everything's going to be all right. You just, you just do business as usual. So when you go to the hospital and you get there with the marriage, you're going to run into some people, but they need to know that you're connected with me. So you make sure, I don't care what's going on, man, always represent me, right? So, you know, I'm there, and I'm talking to the doctors and the nurses and the, and the uh, uh, respiratory people and all of them, and they're just so nice, and I'm just giving them God's glory and telling them, you know, how awesome. He says, because that's your job. He says, don't worry about him. I got him. He belonged to me, right? Uh, but you uh, uh, is on assignment. So God said he brings things into our life, and it feels like it hurts so bad. He said, but I put it there because I got a plan for you. But you have to know this, but if you're not connected with me, everything happened would throw you off. You get so discombobulated, you be like, what's going on? And I can't do this here, and, and, and oh, so it's going on, and I can't stand, and this going All this stuff is going on because you disconnected. But once you reconnect, man, when you see people, you see them like God see them. And you can see the uh, energy that grab a hold of them and have them off, right, uh, when you're connected. And then so when you see them being off, you don't get off because you're connected, right? And so he wants you to stay connected, right, but you have to die to you. Because as long as you about you, you are disconnected from God because you really don't care what God say. Only thing you care about is what feel good to you. It's always about you. It, you know you disconnected because it's all about you. It's never about anybody else. It's never about trying to make somebody else's life great or whatever. So there's a story uh, that we're going to talk about. But the one thing, uh, 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 so our way of thank, uh, telling God thank you is by being obedient. Uh, that's our biggest way of saying, God, I thank you. I appreciate Kevin. I appreciate you, God. I love you so much. Thank you. Uh, and he says, okay, then show me that you really appreciate me by following my word. Being obedient to me. 
I don't care what's going on. Be obedient. He said, I, I don't need you shouting and dancing and, and, and speaking in tongues. He said, that's good. I understand you do that. That's really for me. That's you connect with me. That ain't got nothing to do with the assignment I have for you. That's just to help you give power to make sure you connect it to go this way. He said, you can't speak in tongues and, and shout and go in your devotion and say, I, I got to love the Lord and, and put your songs on and, and all this kind of stuff. And you feel so good. And then you come down and then you, as soon as you, get, you let go of the wire, you disconnect. And then you go into the world and now you're no longer representing me. He said, why in the world would you turn your Wi-Fi off when you get done with your devotion? He said, why would you turn your Wi-Fi off? He said, now you don't have no signals. He said, you, you, you can't connect with nothing because everybody's connected to me. He said, you got to stay connected, right? He said, that's so important, right? So we, the, the way we tell God thank you is being obedient to him. And everybody you see, listen to me, it's, it's important. Everybody you see, I don't care what their situation is. I don't care what's going on. Understand that you're dealing with somebody that's connected just like you are connected. They just don't know it because they've been disconnected from the Wi-Fi, but they connect with God. God says, I'll never leave them. He said, I don't care what you say. Okay, you can leave them, but I'm never going to leave them. And if you don't want to minister to them, I'll send somebody else. But I need you to minister to them because they're lost. And I put them in your path because they're lost. And so I need you to go to them and love them through their ignorance. And they don't know who it is. He said, don't go and think you represent me by trying to tell them you need Jesus. He said, because that ain't how you do it. He said, just be nice and love them. He said, that's my word. He said, then they'll know you're my disciple. Amen? Everybody say obedience. obedience. Now, the thing about God is he empowers us to do this. He empowers us to do this, right? So in Luke uh, chapter 9, uh, verse 23, he says this. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. They have to deny. You have to die to you. You have to deny yourself. You have to die to you and say, what I'm going to do, what I'm doing, I'm doing for him. Right? And I have to really die to me because I've been raised in an environment and community to say this and that and to look at people this way. And, and those things will creep up in our life. Right? But we have to die to that come like if we want to be his disciple right and since he's the king of kings and since he come representing God to show us that everything in this world is run by him don't don't think it's you in your brilliance it's not it's really him and everything he does he does on, on behalf of right not just you but other people as well and he using you to be a blessing to them and he uses others to be a blessing to you. And he's trying to get this thing on the right path. He's trying to get enough of us that he can put in the green book that he can bet. And say, I can send them to this person. I, I, I don't want you to miss that. Then he says this. For whoever wants to save their life loses it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. Now, if you think it's about you and you're doing everything and it ain't about nobody else, it's about me. I got to do this for me. Then you're going to lose it. Right? Because eventually you're going to find out, and some of the people that's my age, um, they realize that a lot of that stuff we thought was important is not that important anymore. Wow, we're so egotistical, man. We just thought we were the ones, and, and it wouldn't go without us. And, and we thought we can do They need me on the job. They just don't understand. But guess what? You left that job, and that, that job is still going. You left that organization, and they're still going. Some of your kids thought, you ain't no good mama. They said they left home. When they came back, they still came back using the same house. 
right? And so when you think it's about you and you think it's all about you, then you're going to lose in the long run. So he wants you to understand that if you yield to him, that means to his spirit and die to you and take on this new nature that really was yours from when you was born into this world. And the challenge, the problem is uh, we were born into a world and we came into this womb and when we got there, uh, we were feeding off of our mother. Uh, and when we, as we were feeding off our mother, some of the things and the traumas and all those things that was going on in their life really kind of like came into our system. And it was working on us, right? And so that's why you have to be born again. You have to have a rebirth. Because if you don't have a rebirth, man, you're going to be living like your grandparents and your great-grandparents and those things. And some of the stuff they told you, you know right now, they meant well, but it, it wasn't right. They, they meant well, when they, but you knew it wasn't right. And, and some of you all knew it wasn't right when they was telling you because God had already told you, right? So you get to do it different. Right? And it's all about people. And it's all about loving people. And it's all about relationships. And the people are going to tell you all kind of stuff. And they're super deep and all that. So I watch videos and all this kind of stuff. But I want you guys to do something real quick for me. I need everybody to stand up. Real quick. Everybody stand up. I want you to, uh, I want you to take uh, two steps to the left. To your left. Take two steps to the left. Two baby steps to the left. Now go back and move two baby steps to the right. All right, now you can sit back down. And I want, I want to make you guys move right now. So in case I preach a sermon and it don't move you, you know you've been moved. All right, now, so, so now, so, so we, we good, right? So we, we're on the right path, so, so the, the, the people come and say, he, the, he didn't move me. He said, yes, he did. You know what I'm saying? All right, I wish I said, I wish I could say that was original, but I stole it off somebody else. It was good. I thought we needed an injection of humor there, right? So, so in Luke chapter 9, when you read Luke chapter 9, uh, Jesus had these guys he called his disciples, right? And he loved these guys. And he had handpicked them. And he, had, he taught them so much. And he gave them so much information. And he loved people so much. And here's the thing that was about him in that ninth chapter. He told them, he says, I'm going to give you authority and power. Now, they ain't nobody but some young men. And but he said, I'm going to give you some authority. What he did was he made them know who they really were. So he enlightened them and told them that they had the power to heal. Right? And so he said, I want you to go and I want you to teach the people uh, the, about the kingdom of God, which God's governing influence. I want you to teach the people that God is in charge of everything and he loved them so much. He says, and then I want you to heal the people. I want you to hear me well. Then he goes on down. He said, and I want you to go. Now, this is real good, Dale. Dale, and, and, and Dale listen, he said, I don't want you to take no money with you. I don't want you to take any clothes. I don't want you to take anything. He said, I just want you to go. He said, when you go, uh, uh, they're going to take care of you. But you're going to go to some houses, and if they don't receive you, you just leave and shake the dust and move on. He said, now listen, the reason that that's so important as we get down into this, uh, knowing who he is, uh, what he was telling them, he said, I got you. I'm going to take care of you, so you don't have to worry about making money and all this kind of stuff, because I got you covered, because I'm in charge of all the resources. So all I need you to do is love, watch this here, the hell out of people. I, I want you to love them. He said, some people is going to be broken. I want you to heal them. I want you to give them my love because the only thing that's going to heal people is going to be love. He said, I want you to go and I want you to teach them about the kingdom of God, God's governing influence. And they need to know that God is governing your life. He said, I want you to heal the people. This is chapter 9, so you can read it when you get home. Then he goes on down in chapter 9. 
And he tells them, says, they, they come to him and they say, well, listen, this thing is powerful. We've been telling people, but they come together. Now, so many people had heard about it. They would start coming, and it was over 5,000 people. So he told them, the disciples, Jesus, send them home. Jesus said, no, sit them down. He said, sit them down, and I'm going to do a miracle right in front of your eyes to show you the power that I have, right? And he said, we're going to feed them. They said, how are you going to feed them? Because they all was poor. Jesus was poor, and his disciples were poor. He said, how are you going to feed them? He said, because my father has access to all the resources, right? So then he tells us, uh, what we have? He said, we have a boy with two little fish, and he has five loaves of bread. He doesn't have much, but it, what he has is enough for everybody. Ooh, that was good. He doesn't have but a little bit, but what he has is enough for everybody, Right? Uh, and so the boys shared their fish and their loaves of bread, and then God, Jesus, looks up to God, to his father, and he said, listen, God, now you sent me down here to do this thing, right? And you and remember that Jesus don't have to talk to God what people think, but he did because he was a human. So he had to talk to God. He said, listen, God, you sent me down here, and these people are hungry. They listen to everything. They believe about the kingdom. They, you heal them. But listen, they're hungry right now. What, what are we going to do about this? We got five. Uh, a, little, uh, a little fish and a couple of loaves of bread, what are we going to do? So God says, listen, son, I got you. Just tell them to sit down in groups. We got you. Now I want you to take this here. Now I want you to take this basket, and it ain't going to never run out. He said, and just start feeding the people. So it was 5,000 men and women, but they also had children, fed all of them, all right, with a smaller. God can take a little bit and stretch it. He can take a little bit of something and move it, right? Uh, and that's why you want to be a part of that movement that says, wow, uh, is he that awesome? Is he that magnificent? And remember, uh, when you read earlier, he said, listen, I want you to go out. I want you to heal the people, preach the kingdom, and the people are going to take care of you. I'm going to touch their hearts, and they're going to love you so much, they gonna, you're not going to lack for anything. But you're going to run into some people who don't like what you're preaching and what you're teaching. And, and those people are going to tell you to get out of my house. Get out of my face. He said, I want you to just don't worry about them. I'll take care of them. You just keep on doing kingdom work. So you run into people that's, that's crazy and talking crazy to you and, and all this here and say you're not this here. They don't know you. They just projecting their insecurities on you. So you have to understand that. So if it's racism or, or, or sexism or, or whatever isms, remember it's their problem that they're having, and they don't know what to do with, so they project it on you, right? So they try to make you feel like you're something when it's really them. They have the issue. You don't have the issue because you don't even know them. You understand why you're mad at me because I'm this way when I haven't done anything to you. You've got a problem. Something's going on in your life, so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to pray for you. I may not tell you that because you may not receive it, but I can talk to my father in secret, and those, when I speak in secret, he hears me openly. Right? So, so I'm representing him. So now that, oh, it's going to go off. And they go, oh, you're just gone. I don't like, hey, hey, I, hey you, I'm good. They don't understand. Uh, and then you move on. Right? And then you just do his work. Amen? So as he feeds them, uh, they're going down. Now you got all these people that's gathered together. And he says, listen to me. I want you to know there's going to be a challenge. He said, but you just got to keep on loving people. So he says this here in the verse 25. Now this is good. Right? I really didn't do that. Yeah, I just lost everything on my screen. But that wasn't y'all. It was me. So, Nari, I just messed up. So, I need to go. Okay, so look at verse 25. Uh, what good? Everybody said, what good? What good is it for, for someone to gain the whole world? Ross, to gain the whole world 
And yet, come and get my iPad. I just lost it. I, I hit something, and I had no business hidden. I lost it all, and I need it, right? Uh, and yet, and forfeit, forfeit their self. Now, listen to me. What good is it you to get money, to get a new house, your investment goes up, you th- you're doing all that, but don't nobody want to have nothing to do with you? You got money, you got cars, you got houses, you think you got a great family, but don't nobody, your kids don't like you, your wife don't like you, your husband don't like you, but you got a lot of money. You, you, you look like you're doing good. Your investment, you look at your portfolio and look good. You think you didn't gain the whole world, he said, but you really lost you. Because in the process, sometimes when we're trying to get something, man, we step on people to get where we got to go. We, we think we got to get there, man, by putting somebody else down. We think we got to get there by cheating somebody else, by overcharging people, by doing things we don't have any business doing. Jesus um, was a powerful, powerful human being uh, in the sense that he was trying to show us how to be human beings. So he really uh, came down here as a human to show us how to act as a human. You no, know you can get ridiculed and all that, but you got to keep on doing things because you're going to change the world. And you got to remember, whether you believe he's real or not, myth, whatever, it changed the world, right? And they got history say he lived, and, and now some people say he was God or he wasn't, but he changed the world. God used him in such a powerful way that he changed the world. He downloaded a guy's agenda in men and told them to do his agenda, Right? Uh, so he says, but if you in the process getting blessed and you start your own business and things are going well and it seems like it's right and then you mess up and, and forget who you are, he says, uh, you're going to end up, nobody wants to deal with you. Nobody wants to see you come. You have your Prada, you can have all your fancy clothes, your cologne, drive your fancy car, and don't nobody care about you because it's about you. Right? So God gave you all of that, all the gifts and everything, so you can represent him. And that's so important. And so a lot of us are in trouble because we don't. So now we're stressed out. We've been out of shape. We're so angry, anxiety up. We're taking all kind of medicine to bring us down because we are out of sync or disconnected from the power source. Because when we spend time with ourselves learning, doing self-talk, and saying our affirmation, we forget that God has got us. So when I get done with all my affirmations and, I, and I'm going to be this here and I got the most successful business and, and I'm going to get all this here and who I look at and you do all that kind of stuff. When you get done, you have to come down and you got to realize, now I did all that, and, but it's not for me. Right? So I need, to, uh, I need to do something for you. I was watching a show and the, and the guy, uh, it was called Shy. And this guy, he must have been like a, a talk show host or whatever. And the guy said, hey, man, I've been wanting to hear you. And all this. He said, man, since you're here, can you give me just a little bit of information, a little bit of knowledge? He said, yeah, you got a little bit of money? He said, yeah. He said, no, I ain't got nothing. I'm down on my luck right now. He said, yeah, I'm down on my information right now to give you. Because you know what? We sell God's gift to people. Right? And if you don't do, if you can't do um, uh, anything to help me, I ain't got nothing for you because I'm in this business to make money because I've been, I've been swamped up by this capitalism thing, and it's about me, so I don't care about you, right? And I keep telling people all the time, you got to hear what, I'm got to say, what I'm saying because what I'm saying, I live it. I see it every day. God blesses me. When I look at you all every day, I know God is real. 
I know what he can do. So uh, I want you to understand this, who your assignment. So then um, here's what Jesus said to John. He says, Jesus was talking to John, and Jesus told John, he says, Jesus answered and said unto him, I mean, uh, Nicodemus, he said, and he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, uh, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless a man is transformed in his being and rebirthed in his mind, uh, he can never see God's benefit in doing what he's doing. He can't see God's governing influence unless he has a transformation of mind. He can't have the same mind that he had when he first met Christ. He said, you got to have a transformation of the mind. And it's a challenge because sometimes you may get it and your spouse doesn't. Right? And then it's a battle back and forth. But I promise you, if you hang in there, you'll pull your spouse this way. If you keep living it, you'll pull your kids this way. They'll come in. But it's important to understand that you got to be born again. You got to have a, you can't do his work and not be. Now, you can live in this world, but I'll tell you, the more money you get, the more stressful it is. Because the more money you get, the more people try to figure out how to get it. They, they want to figure out how can I get, and if you don't do this for me, how dare you not do this for me? Right? So you think, you, and it, so it's not about money. Everybody says it's not about money. It's not about things. It's not about houses. You know, you can have all the rental houses and all you have. It's not about none of that. It's all about representing him. So he needs you to be obedient by dying to you, coming alive to him so you can really represent God in everything you do. I was telling Brother Derek today, he was in my office, and, and he was talking about a situation. And his office, he said, Pastor, you just got to help me with this. I just don't understand it. It's got me so discombobulated, and I'm so angry when I see this guy. I said, Derek, it ain't got nothing to do with that guy, bro. He said, man, you don't understand, man. This guy is this, that. I said, Derek, it ain't got nothing to do with him. I said, Derek, this is an inner talk, bro. I said, you got a self-talk. It's something going on inside of you. You got to figure this out. He said, no, nah, man, you just don't understand, man. Every time I see I said, I don't care about him. I said, it's about you. I said, now, here we are, five minutes before service, and this guy got our full attention, and we don't even know where he at. He could be at home sleeping, doing something else. I promise you that. So now he's consuming you, right? And you are, watch this here, and you stressed out over somebody that you don't even know where they are and you don't even like them. But, but you whispering that. And since you whispering it, it's echoing back to you. The same thing you whispering out. Uh, this is the, so you're feeling this thing back to you and it's stressing your life. So much so, man, you got to adjust your whole spirit before you go to worship. I want you to think about that. Right now, but if you're working for God, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It don't matter what's going on in life. Because when I project to him or I project to her, I project the king. Right. So when I'm born again and I'm rebirthed, I got to think different. Now, it's not it's a challenge, but you can do this because the more time you spend with him this way, the more he'll show you this way. Right. And it takes a lot. And it takes a lot of this. And a lot of things makes your diet is your the people you're around. All that stuff affects you, right? Now, uh, so then, let me move on so I can get out of this thing because it's good, right? So now, in Galatians, now watch this. Now, everybody said you got to be born again. So he wants you to rebirth because he wants you to reshift your thinking because he wants you to be obedient because you have to die to you if you want to be his disciple. So you got to be born again. So think about dying to him and then obedient and what a gift it is to God when you're obedient to him. And then once you're obedient to him, you start to do what he wants. So then Paul writes to the Galatians. This is good, but he writes to the Galatians, and here's what he says. Dear brothers and sisters, 
if another brother or believer is overtaken by some sin, something that happened to them and has overtaken them and has really got them down and they know they messed up. You know they messed up, right? He says, uh, uh, you, not them. He says, you who are godly, you who have understand has made the transformation and know who God is and understand who he is and realize that one day I had sinned and that, that thing had got a hold of me and messed me up so bad I didn't know what to do. I had got pregnant when I was 16 years old and I was so stressed out, man, because nobody wanted to pay attention. Everybody was telling me I was a little bit of this and I'm this and I'm fast and the girl don't know what she did. And all I did was made a mistake. Now I'm 50 and I'm 60 and my daughter has done it or my friend daughters, and now I got the nerve to say she managed. Right? And when God didn't even expose you when you was managed, or when you was doing things you had no business doing, your little, you know, I know some of you all didn't do that kind of stuff, but you did a little sex talk on the phone. Well, you know, you had a can with a string on it, but it didn't work with it. Right? And so you were doing stuff and saying and having a conversation, doing all those things. He said, now, I want you to have some mercy on them. Right? Here's what he says. He said, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back into the right path. You can't do that except you have God downloaded inside of you. Uh, because you got to not see their faults, all right? Uh, so you got to be obedient to God. That means if I run into somebody who's having some issues, for me to be obedient, I have to take them up under my arm and love the hell out of them. Because they need it more than anything else. You think, I was talking to a young girl yesterday, and she had had a, 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 a breakup of a relationship with her and her aunt, I think. And uh, they had not talked, but they must have had a pretty good relationship. And the aunt went and called her, and she went and called her. I said, girl, call her. Because in her heart, man, she wanted to talk to her. But some energy or spirit was telling her, no, she should call me. Right? But when you download God and you get connected to the Internet, God says, listen, it's important that you call her because she needs this deliverance. It's important that you make that text because they need it. You represented me. And I'm telling you, you're the one need to make the call because you know who I am. They may not know. As soon as you do it, they're going to know who I am because the energy going to come together. And it's going to make a difference. Right? So he says, now you go to that person, uh, uh, he says, and be careful now. When you go, you can't go arrogant thinking you almighty. And I don't want you to know, I'm, you know, I've been in so-and-so, and, you know, that had never happened to me. And I, but you, you just need to get, no, you got to be humble because that energy will be like a frog. It'll jump on you. So you got to be very, very careful as you go because that energy or that place will try to draw you back in. But if you're so connected to the Wi-Fi, it can't get you off. But if you're offline, if you mess around and get offline and run into that thing, you thought you didn't smoke no dope. You thought you had quit. Right? You, you, you thought you had the power. That thing will zap you right up and you'll be right back in the mix of all of it. Or oh, if not that, something else will happen because you all, and that spirit will jump on you, and now you go home, whatever. And the thing, because sometimes we help people, but we're very judgmental about it. Now, listen, I'm not going to tell nobody I'm judgmental. I'm just judgmental in my spirit. The problem is we're nothing but a wave of energy. And when you think nobody knows, God knows. 
and, the, and that, that spirit knows so you're there and it can feel it and that energy is with you. And you're giving off the energy even though you don't think you are. Right? So that, that thing will affect you and you think and you think you can trick somebody by talking one way. That's why Jesus says, some people serve me with their lips. He said, but I know their heart is not with me. So you may pay somebody rent at the same time talk about it behind their back. They need to get it together. Better not call, better not call me no more. Let them call me again. Right? And so you really regret it, and you say, I hate, I swear to God, I, I don't want to do this. Oh, you, baby, I want to bless you. Come on, let's go. I'm prepared. And then as soon as you leave, you call your mama up. Now, you can't believe what happened. Or you call your best friend or girl, so-and-so, so-and-so. She didn't even have no money to pay her rent. She driving around in that nice car. Right? Now, so listen to me. So that energy. So if you go and you try to help somebody, and you try to do it in the name, and you're not right, be careful because that thing will come back on you. But when you're born again and you do it on behalf of God, all it does is prepare your life to the next level. It takes you higher and further because God bless you. He like he energized you to go further, right, to be a blessing. He said, because I bet at you. You have what you have because I gave it to you to be a blessing too. Now he, I'm not telling you to give everything out to everybody. That's not what he's saying. That's not what I'm saying. But you know, and you know when you're in you, Right? So you got to get out of you. We got to always try to represent him 24-7. Amen? All right. Then he goes on. He says, share each other's burden, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Now, you want to be obedient. You got you to feel it. You got to share that burden. I got to know what they're going through. I think that's why God allowed me to deal with the death of my brother, right? Because I love my brother so, so much. And, and he was like my world, right? And so God, God made me do his funeral. I had to preach my brother's funeral. So now I got to preach my brother's funeral. So Monday, Kenny Childers, the guy I grew up with as a kid, I slept in his bed. He slept in mine. We ate peanut butter jelly. He gave the, the peanut butter, and I had the jelly. And we just and we just worked together, and we was everything. I mean, we was just so close. He just died. He, they found him dead in his house, right? And so now I got to preach his funeral Monday. You know, and I called a sister, and I said, we talk to you. She said, you just got to have the Holy Spirit lead you on this one, right? Uh, his former girlfriend called me. She'd been calling me and texting me, you know, and his elementary, middle school, high school girlfriend. Just she, she can't get over this. This thing is so tough. And it's just, and they just coming. And God says, but you built for this. Right? And he says, because you can't do this kind of ministry, man, except you go through this kind of stuff. He says, you got to know I'm bringing you through it, right, so you can help somebody else get through it. Right? So, so you start to look at things through a different lens. Right? And so I want you guys to understand that. Now, because as you uh, share others' burdens and you see what people are going through, every one of us have been through something. You know, I, I ain't never really been behind on a bill in my life. I just don't, I don't get, God has blessed me uh, since the first time me and Ardina got married. They never really had nothing. But the other day, Ardina opened up the mail and, and she said, honey, we got a shutoff notice. And we had an $896 telephone bill, I mean, DET bill, uh, almost a $900 bill. And it was a shut off. You know, I didn't don't play, right? You know, so she looked at me like, uh, Arthur, you supposed to be taking care of this. I, I want to know what this is, right? <laughs> I said, call Brad. <laughs> and I'm saying, I said, I don't know, honey. I, I always pay the bills. Everything is auto, you know. You know, and I was real cool because I didn't want her to lose it, right? Because she don't like she don't like nothing being behind. She don't look at the bills. She don't look at the check count. She just know when she goes somewhere, there better be some money in there, right? And, and she has happened to open the mail. She beat me to the mail. 
right? So I'm sitting there, man. I'm like, oh, man, you know. So I got it real quick. I looked at it. I said, okay, I got this here. You know, it's, it's Saturday morning. You know, so everything. I went on, got online, paid the bill. And I said, honey, it's paid. Here it is, zero balance, right? And what had happened was uh, I had auto pay, and somebody uh, interrupted my account, went into my checking account, and bought something in New Mexico. And I called the bank, and the bank says, okay, we're going to shut the credit card down, and uh, we're going to send you another one. And that was like in May. I'm like, good. So they sent me another card, everything going, but my DET automatically came off that card. So they sending it, I sending it, sending it. I didn't see the email. I know they sent the email. I can lie like, oh, they didn't send it. They sent it. I just didn't find it, right? <laughs> and then when, I, when, they, when they, they made me find it with Ardina, right? So when I, boom, so I knew what it was. And here's the blessing. A guy blessed me to have the money. So I didn't get stressed out. Most people, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, okay. I just got it. I said, all right, you know what everybody said? Boom, paid the bill, right? So God, because, I'm, because I bless people, right, uh, there's some people who have came to me, and I said, hey, I got you. Call Camilla. I got you, right? Because Camilla is my finance person, right? Church. I said, call Camilla. I said, uh, she, I got, don't, you ain't got to talk to me. I don't want to know. I text her, don't even call. Just call Camilla. And she, she blessed him, right? And because I bless people, God keeps me vetted. So I don't never want for nothing. So he, I, I have an emergency fund over here. So when you got an emergency fund, you don't have emergency. Right? And so I have an emergency fund. So I just went on the emergency, just paid it, shifted it, moved the money back over here. And we back in business. We rolling. Right? And so now I didn't give him a big kiss and a hug for a long time. That's how you do it, dear. Get behind on your bill, pay it, and watch you get some. It works sometimes, Pierre. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. You know. All right, now, so I want you to think about, and, and I said all that because when you share all those burdens, you're going to have things that happen, but because you have been a blessing to other people, when the burden comes to you, somebody's sharing your burden. Right? It's all about the kingdom. Then he says, if you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. So this is all about the kingdom. It's all about people. It's all about relationship. Because I'm talking about being born again, being rebirthed again, being obedient. It's important for you to understand that. But when you think you're too important and you got so you can't help nobody and you can't help somebody with their burden or your brother or sister is struggling, I ain't talking about somebody trying to hustle you. You know, some people hustle. Some people are big time hustlers. You know, and some people, you know, you just you know they like they, you give them and they come back, they keep we ain't talking about the leeches. We're talking about there are people that God send your path. You got to be ready. Now, but if you think you're too good to do it, when you got the resources, this ain't about money. It could be babysitting. It could be giving somebody a ride somewhere or whatever it is. It don't have to be money but whatever it is. If you think you're too important to do it, then God said, you don't have to. I got a whole lot of people that will do it. I got 7,000 who ain't never bowed down. So I got people that can do it. I just wanted to use you, and I wanted to bless you. I wanted to be a blessing to you as you bless others. All right? Now, now, we're going to get this here and I'm done. Deuteronomy. This is good. Here's what Deuteronomy says. If you fully obey the Lord, your God, he, now God was ready to bring the children of Israel. And this, this is my conclusion. God get ready to bring the children of Israel, man, into the promised land, Jamil. And he get ready to bring them to the promised land, and he was getting them ready to be a blessing and to be blessed. So he says this is, if you fully obey me as I bless you, Right? If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commandments that I am giving you today, 
This is what God tell Moses. Tell him. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. If you understand your blessings and understand where it come from and obey me and love people and care for people and see people like I see them and be obedient, he said, I'm going to bless you above all nations. Then he says it. He said, you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. If I obey his commands by loving people, not trying to tear people down and being a blessing. Then he says this here, your town and your field will be blessed. Your children and your crop will be blessed. The offspring of your herd and your flocks will be blessed. Then he goes on and says, your fruit baskets and your bread boards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. Wow. He said, if you obey, listen. If the king of kings saying you obey, he said, you're going to be blessed beyond your wildest dream. He said, the Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouse with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he has given you. He's going he's gonna to bless you like never before if I obey him. Listen to me. Some of you guys want, y'all want successful business. Jesus said, if you want to be great, be a servant. If you want to be great, I'm telling you, man, listen, if you, uh, listen, I was in the office, I was teasing Camilla, she said, you need to go somewhere. I said, Camilla, I ain't got no money. She said, what you mean you ain't got no money? She said, you going. So I knew what that meant, right? Now, here's the thing. I walked out the office, I said, man, God, thank you. Now, I don't need it, but it's nice. If I bleed this in my heart, if I said right now that I want to go somewhere and I need everybody to give me $10, I promise you, I can count the number of people in this room. Right? And I'm going to get $10 from every person. Some people are going to give more than 10 and they're going to cover the ones who don't have it. That's how God's going to work. And they'll bless me. And I walk out here with a blessing so big, right? Now, the thing is, God said, I, I didn't call you to do that kind of stuff. I don't need you to manipulate people for money, so I don't do that. But I just know your love for me would have happened. Right? So when you do right by people, God will bless you. Here, people give under your bosom. Good measure, press down, shaking together, running over. But if you don't give in life, you don't get nothing in life. Right? And so he's trying to tell us that if you obey and then love people and look out for people, whatever you have, what you need to do, you need to babysit somebody when you know you're going to be at home and they got to go somewhere. Don't say, I don't want to watch your kids. When you know they have a situation, you in a, and they're in a tight, watch the kids for them. I don't say do it every week. But this time, do it. Send somebody on a date, right, and take care of their house while they're gone for a couple hours. You can watch them bad kids for a couple hours. Give some ice cream and some cookies. <laughs> All right? Now, so, now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up, man, with Malachi. Now, listen, I, don't, I normally I don't ever teach on Malachi, but I'm going to do a little bit of it now. Here's what the children of Israel and the priests have been cheating God and all that. So God was telling them, so you guys in trouble. And here's why you're in trouble. He says, you need to bring all your tithe into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, said the Lord, heaven's army, I will open up the windows of heaven, for, for I will pour out a blessing so great, all right, you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it and put me to the test. And he's telling him, he said, listen, uh, 
the reason why he wanted them to bring stuff in the storehouse, man, not so the, the pastor could drive a Mercedes. That's, that's not what he's talking about. Back then, it was their, their economic system. The whole tithing thing was an economic system, right? So everything ran under tithe. Everything ran through the temple, right? And he's trying to tell them, he said, listen, in order for the storehouse to have so people can have, you got to make sure you put some in it. And it's really a faith walk in a journey, all right? So then he goes and says, your crop will be, uh, be abundant, for I will guard them from insect and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, say the Lord of your heaven's army. He said, then all the nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, uh, say the Lord of heaven's army. So he's telling us, he says, if you obey God. Now listen to me. Now y'all, for those, raise your hand if this is your first time here. Raise your hand. Right, good. So now I got to share. My, my congregation know I don't talk on tithing and say you got to give, you're going to be cursed. So this is not about the curse thing. This is about I'm going to obey God, right? As I obey God, it shows how God blesses us, right? So when we want to be obedient to God, sometimes we want to be obedient to God in what sounds good to us. But when we have to give our resources, then we don't want to be obedient. When I have to do something for somebody, then I don't want to be obedient because I don't like doing that. Sometimes you have to do what you don't like doing because God put it on your heart to do it. He said, then he'll give you the winners of heaven, right? And so as you bring, right, uh, into the storehouse, now the church was really not the temple, right? So people have to teach that. That's no. The reason why we give is because we do ministry, right? And so as we talk about your tithe, and all, it's a faith wall is that we trust God that we're going to give so uh, and we try to use the system that the Bible used because they gave 10%. We do that so the church can have resources, man, to be able to help people in the community. So we want to be a re resource hub, right? So we give, right? Now, if you don't give, I promise you, you will not be cursed. I don't care what nobody tell you. You won't be cursed. All I'm saying is if you don't give, whether it's here or whatever, remember, whatever you sow in the ground is what you grow back. If you don't sow anything, you don't get anything. A lot of people want something, but they don't give nothing, right? And some of you all don't never need. Uh, you don't, but you gave so other people can give. You know, you guys put it in the parking lot. The parking lot is beautiful. We got, see, it's because you guys were blessing. Everybody still haven't given their portion, but we had to move on it, right? So we had to move money to make it happen. And not only that, we got the doors. So things just start coming together. It don't happen without you all. That's because God touched you all to do it. And the reason why we do it, man, so when people come up, man, you want to be, Man, you got to see my church. It look nice. If you come up there, man, and weeds all over the place in the parking lot, and you're like, man, they said, that's your church? I thought you said y'all was blessed. Right? We only blessed, man, because God touched your heart and because you were obedient. But if you don't give, that's when you and God. That's why I don't push it because I don't know your pocketbook. Because some of you guys, you do have enough to give, but you spend it on a purse. That's on you. That's, that's on you. That ain't got nothing to do with me. And God still may pay your light bill. I can't tell you what he's going to do. But I know one thing. Some of you all know you blew your money, and God blessed somebody to bless you. And you blew it. And some people in church said, man, God won't do this. He did. He blessed you, and you blew the money. Some of you all bought some dope because you were addicts. You spent your money, and God still paid your bill because he knew your heart. And he knew Satan had grabbed you and put a, 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 a grip on your throat. Right? So he said, listen, I'm going to pull you out of this day. And some of you all got testimony when you was there. You're no longer there. That's why you love the church so much because God brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Now, uh, so uh, now here's what access. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt 
that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. And watch this here. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. I'm going to say that again. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. All right? And God, watch this here. And God's great blessing was upon them all. The preachers, all they did was talk about God and his, the power of his resurrection in your life. When God raises you up, here's what happens. There were no needy people among them because those who own land and houses would sell them, right, and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. Uh, the, the, the Lord has blessed us, and people say, man, uh, pastoring people is hard, and, and you, people just don't give. They don't give like they used to give. They, they won't give. I don't know what to tell nobody. I, I just don't know. I don't have that testimony. I, I don't have it as a pastor because y'all give. Now, some of you all don't give. I don't care if you don't give. That's between you and the Lord. But some people do give. And we're able to do what we do because we, we do. My job is to teach the love of God to you, teach the kingdom of God, hope you get the message, and then take it beyond the walls. Not just here. Not just here because you're only here for an hour and a half. Take the kingdom message and move it in the community. And when you go out there, man, let people know that God is alive. He may not, he may not be alive nowhere else, Kevin. But when you go to football practice, he's alive in you. You know, so I got to represent him, not here. So now you tell somebody, man, come to your church. They say, oh, my God. The girl, uh, stand up, baby. I got to stand up, sweetheart, you, in the black. Stand up. Yeah, the new, yeah, the first time guest. Stand up. I ain't going to put you on the spot, but here's the, don't, don't move. That was so she, she, just have, she just came to visit church. She told me to come. Was it your mother or aunt who was sitting next to you at the place? Her cousin. So her cousin told her, here's what her cousin said, girl, you got to come. You got to come to Kingdom Embassy. You can sit down there. He said, you got to come to Kingdom Embassy. Listen, no, seriously. He said, you got to come to Kingdom Embassy. Now, if I'm lying, I want you to tell everybody I'm lying. So you got to come. The love, I came there, and the love was so good, I felt it. Didn't she tell you that? Right? She said, the love was so good. So in, in it wasn't nothing about giving no money. It wasn't nothing about any girl, you got to do this. No, it was about the energy that everybody gave her. And because the love of God is in you and you share that energy, people want to make sure people feel the energy. So as you obey God, you obey God by loving people. The reason why we give and everything else, we don't give. We can keep our money, right? But God said, I didn't give it to you for you to keep it. I didn't give you a house for you not to share with people. I didn't get your car just for you. It's all about the kingdom. The problem is we live in the Western world where it's all about us. And so we don't care about anybody else, right? When it's really about everybody else. And the more we understand it and we get that message, man, nobody beats anybody out of anything. Okay? We all start to love because love spreads. And now we get to see people as God sees them. And so we do what we can do, man, so people who don't have, and there are some people, man, who really don't have. So we can help people that have. And so we can do things. So I say thank you for being like that. For those who not embrace this moment. Well, I want you to embrace this moment and realize today is the day that you get to be born again. That you get to have a new mindset where you say God is really the head of my life. And I'm going to work on behalf of him. And whatever I do, I'm not doing it for Pastor Duran. I'm not doing it for, I'm doing it because of you. So, God, I need you because I got to trust you in the process. And as I trust you, things move. And I, everybody got, everybody that's blessed, no, I'm not lying. 
God has done something marvelous in your life, and you know it was him. Don't you, don't you dare be arrogant and think it was you. Your college degree ain't had nothing to do with it. Because there's people on the streets, homeless with doctoral degrees. It has nothing to do with that. It's about loving people and caring for people. Amen? Get a Lord a hand clap. I stopped because I got one minute before my knee stopped hurting. No, I'm just playing. Somebody came to the church and they said, I'm not coming back to Kingdom Embassy. I'm not coming to their wife. So they're not coming to the church because the church is ran by the government. He said, what do you mean the church is ran by the government? Because they told Pastor Duran he had to be done at 1230. He can't go past. And he's he doing that because the government said it. I said, man, I do that, man, because people's attention span is over. It's going to stop at that point. Ain't got nothing to do with nobody. Because you have to understand, t- that really happened, y'all. That's the truth, right? And, uh, and so she kind of messed up about it. And guess what else he said? And he don't, and all he preached about is loving people. I'm like, I don't know nothing else, right? If we're going to change the world, we have to love people. The young people got to start loving people. They got to start caring for people. Don't nobody care. If, you, if you're addicted to pills, marijuana, the enemy has got a, something out trying to kill you. They're taking stuff that you think is simple, and they're lacing it with fentanyl. And somebody you think is good to you is killing you. So you, so you got to watch it because the enemy is trying to destroy you. All right? So the enemy is trying. When you get into God, he helps you release all that stuff. And you're like, I don't need this stuff, so don't even bring it in my life. Because I really don't need it. My stress level is down. I don't need the anxiety. God is a deliverer. That's why he said you got to be deliverer. Now, I don't know why God had me say that because somebody is, is, is you, think they, you think they, oh, man, he wouldn't do that to me. And they'll get you. Then them is the devil behind them. Amen? Everybody stand to your feet. Get a Lord a hand clap. Dear Lord, I thank you for every single person in here. Thank you for the love that you've given us. And, Lord, we pray that we have a transformation in our mind to really love you 